conclusion inevitable. It was a jump to conclusions, Matt. My conclusion was that this idea was not a practical deterrent. My only conclusion can be that it was a Sith Lord. In conclusion. Hello there, folks. Welcome back to In Conclusion, the only movie podcast hosted by three people who think they're funny. I'm Dan O'Keefe, and joining me as always, a different kind of funny, Anna Otto. How are I'm you, I'm mad Anna? at you already. <laughs> I am mad at you. He tried to cover it up, too, Gage. He was like, you're just clever. You're cleverer than me. I was like, it's not that, fu- it's not that clever if I can just quote SpongeBob on command. How are you, Dan? <laughs> I'm good. So for backstory, for those of you who are not privy to our before-the-show conversation, Anna, right before we started recording, said that once she got really mad at Gage because he called them two different kinds of funny, which is the biggest insult you can ever say to anybody. Mm-hmm. You know, just normal couple things. Yeah. Um, but anyway, I'm good. I've been stressed the past couple of hours because of moving. Yeah. And uh, planning, stuff like that. But it's all coming together now in the cronk meme sense of the word. Um Goodbye. I, goodbye. I know. Anyway, also joining us for the third time, for another forever. kind of funny, Tom Hillmeyer. Hi, Tom. How are you? I'm jealous that you get to rent an apartment in Los Angeles. Yes, you should be. I'm uh-huh. incredibly jealous. I'm jealous of uh, the rent that I will no longer be paying. In case you didn't know, Milwaukee is cheaper than Los Angeles. Thank you, Dan. We had no idea. Who yeah, would have thought? But you have a roommate, so it makes it a little not as bad. More expensive. Yeah, but not as bad. Technically, That's you have true. two roommates. Could you Im- tell Poppy to pull her weight. Could, yeah. Could you imagine moving out there by yourself? Because that's what no. I'm. The situation I'm currently in. Don't you have room for one more, Dan? You got top? plenty of patio. I'll just sleep on the patio. There you go. You're, that's a different way to to rough it. Yeah, I sleep outside <laughs> could, every day. That patio is so big. Tom could build a mini house back there. He definitely Tom could. shed. Yes, <gasps> that'd be so cute. A it's a Tom shed. It's a Ted. T H E D. Anyway, speaking of T H E D, that stands for this is goodbye. <laughs> Uh, Indiana Jones. You, you okay? sound. Do you need to go puke? I'm trying you to sound... make it work. You I'm sound to make like the acronym work. You know the Jonas Brothers song "Hold On." Yeah. You sound like Joe Jonas. Hold on. Because an empty like. room could be so loud. There's too yes. many tears yes. to drown them out. out. Ooh, oh, that yeah. was everything. I love Johnny Capahala back on board. Of course I have that song. Stop, Johnny Tsunami. Okay. Jonas Tsunamis. Anyway, the movie that we're talking about today is the third in the Indiana Jones No Longer trilogy, Indiana Jones and the <laughs> Last Crusade. Too soon. Yeah, what a, what a <laughs> colorful... They really said this is the final one by slapping the word last on Okay, I, well, all, and right. Then they, all right, hold on. Should... <laughs> I was thinking about that. Like, did they yeah. really intend this to be the last movie? They should have, but 
like it's not really like the last crusade in terms of like indies crusades no like, it's the last of the crusades last of the crusades so one, because i thought it was the, gonna be like because like the holy grail was like like they found it like it, it was the last one it's over yeah now. the grail is gone like, yeah yeah I, I I honestly didn't think about that until this last time watching it. Oh, well, I don't know. I just thought, you know, having the word last in there, it should be the last one. I mean, it That's should have been. You yes. would think. How my, how my, my caveman were, brain they, works. If they were going to make another one, they should have done it like two years after they shot this one. You know, mm-hmm. when everyone was. Yeah. Instead of 10? Yeah. 20? Oh, more than that. 19. Yeah. 19. Like 19. Yeah. The movie was old enough. The time between the movie and The Last Crusade. It was enough for Harrison enough. Ford to get old. Yeah, it was enough for a full person to grow up and vote. That's Even true. You have to be 18 to vote. Okay. But in the time period of the movie, <laughs> they had to be 21. Wait, what? You had to be 21 to vote at one point? I didn't know that. Did you not pay attention in... High school history class? It's an Absolutely amendment. Absolutely Yeah, not. I kind of forgot that you had to be 21 to vote. I only remember that the day that women were allowed to vote, like the day that amendment was signed was my birthday, but, you know, not my birth year because I was born many years later. Well, congratulations on giving women the right to vote. Thank you. Is what you I know. gathered from that. Thank you. It was all me. It's all me. Me and Andy Samberg, we share the same birthday. Therefore, we granted women the right to vote. Look at you. Um, Andy so, Samberg, suffragette. Yep, confirmed. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> the Last Crusade, directed again by Steven Spielberg, produced by Robert Watts, stream, screenplay by Jeffrey Boehm, uh, who also wrote Lethal Weapons 2 and 3. Um, story by George Lucas and Menno Mayus who also was the writer on The Color Purple and some other movies that I don't know about. The mu- You don't know about The Color Purple? I know, I know The, the Color one? Purple. I don't know the other movies that he oh. wrote. It's the one with okay, Oprah. I was about to say, I was about to say, don't disrespect Oprah like that. Uh, so it stars a very 47-year-old Harrison Ford, Denim Elliott. Increasingly Yeah, Allison Doody, John Reese <laughs> davies <laughs> Julian Glover, and a 12 years older than Harrison Ford, Sean Connery. Uh, I would like to say right away, I uh, did not recognize Sean Connery until he started saying his S's. Uh-huh. His S's. Tom, Tom, you're an avid listener. You should know that I have apparently got face blindness or something. I don't know who anyone is. He has such, he has such a memorable face. Does he? Yes. Nobody else looks like Sean Connery. Well, except for that Sean Connery impersonator that I hired. <gasps> and he's behind you right what? now. <laughs> Whoa! Whoa! Jump times jokes don't land. <laughs> That's okay. You're a different kind of funny, Dan. It's okay. Oh, how dare you? <laughs> Music by John Williams released... Yes. On May 24th, 1989, with a budget of $48 million, it made $474.3 million at the box office. Slight profit. On Rotten Just Tomatoes, like it has an 
certified fresh rating. Interesting. I'm looking for Raj. There's Big Raj. Roger Ebert praised the sequence <laughs> depicting Jones as a Boy Scout, comparing it to the style of illustration that appeared in the Boys Adventure magazines of the 40s. He said that yep. Spielberg must have been paging through his old issues of Boys Life magazine, the feeling Not you can stumble Boys over Life. astounding adventures just going on a hike with your scout troop. Is, oh, I totally read Boys Life as a kid. I was just oh, going to say, yeah. was Boys Life a thing you guys got? Because I definitely got Girls Life when I was little. Well, I was I was a Boy Scout, so of course I got Boys oh, Life. Oh, well, Girls Life was more like your regular like girly teen magazine, like which member of the Jonas Brothers would you date and like oh. that kind of stuff. <laughs> Boys Life was like, go build a dam in your local creek. Oh. Yeah. You know, I could have I could have really benefited from that next to the Jonas Brothers quiz. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, I want to know if I'm going to date Joe or Nick. No respect for Kevin. But I also would like to build a dam. <laughs> Wait, you know? no, no respect for, for him? <laughs> Not no disrespect, no respect? Well, when I was little, you know, I, I was just shading him. As an adult, I have respect. But as a child, there was absolutely zero. He was practically married. It, it just didn't do it for me, you know? I guess. I was holding with the soundtrack. Uh, so the movie was nominated for three Academy Awards, Best Original Score, Best Sound, and Best Sound Editing. Literally any movie, any... John Williams did the, the theme, the Chariots of Fire theme for the Olympics. What? Not Chariots of Fire. Wasn't it Chariots? Oh, wait, that's da 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 I'm thinking of um, the da 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 That's John Williams. Yeah, that's John Williams. Sorry, just the Olympic theme. My bad. How dare you? I, you know, they, the two sound so similar to me. Anyway, I feel like if you're big enough that you're asked to do the music for the literal Olympics, you should just be given an award every single time you write a piece of music. But Here are the nominees for best original score that year. Okay, let me hear. Did he lose? He did. Oh, okay. Oh, boy. The other nominees, not the winner. Mm-hmm. Field of Dreams, James Horner. Okay. The Fabulous Baker Boys, Dave Grusin. Wait. Born Sorry, on the was... 4th of July, John Williams. There it is. Yes, I listened to the music from that the other day. And the, the winner was The Little Mermaid. Oh, Alan of course. Always of Disney. Of course. Mr. Mencken had to come in there with his bump at the end of every single song. <laughs> I got to give it to him, though, because Kiss the Girl is my favorite Disney song. So Kiss I'll let him girl. have it. This one time, I'll let him have it. Unfortunately, that did not win Best Original Song. What did? Was it Part of Your under, World? No, it was Under the Sea. Oh, oh overrated. Kiss the Girl Hot was nominated, take. though. Kiss the Girl is just chef's kiss perfection. I'm listening to it in my head right now. Like, okay. it's just my favorite. Hmm. Um, so, yeah, this was supposed to be the last of the Indiana Jones movies. They had planned it as a trilogy, and then 19 years later, they come back with Kingdom of the Crystal Skull. Oh. Was that? Which we will be talking about. Can't freaking wait. Was that? I have a story. After the, Lu- the Lucasfilm purchase by Disney? Nope. Oh, it was before? It was before Lucasfilm was purchased by Disney on my birthday in 2000. No, they bought Marvel on my birthday in 2009. I'm just trying to figure out who to blame. No, it's it's Lucas and Spielberg. They didn't buy Star Wars until I was in college because I know 
that the first of the most recent trilogy from Star Wars came out when I was a junior in college because I saw yes. it with my parents in theaters and yeah, yeah. Anywho, so anyway, we'll we'll get more into the blame game next week. <laughs> but love it, can't wait. Last Crusade. What do we think? Discuss. Turn to your partner. Uh, I'm going to start it off with something that bothers me, even though we're going to talk about it later. Everyone who looks at those gaudy-ass gauntlets, or not gauntlets, goblets, mm-hmm. and thinks to themselves, that's the motherfucking, that's the, uh, oh my god. Why do I keep wanting to say goblet of fire? Somebody, <laughs> somebody help me out here. The Holy Grail, the That's cup the of one, Christ. the Holy Grail, I'm sorry. The Sultan Jesus. of Swat. If you're looking at those cups and you're thinking to yourself, that's it, that's the grail right there. My dude, Jesus did not have his rubies and diamonds lying about for when he had dinner with the bros. Come on. I don't know. That's just like, I would have passed. I I like to think that if I was in there, you know, trying to figure out which cup was the Holy Grail, I think I would have made it. I love how that's the alternative title of The Last Supper is Dinner with the Bros. Dinner with the Bros. (laughs) You know. Gotta with the sup bros. with my dudes. You know, maybe get a kiss. <laughs> Thirteen <laughs> friends in a room. They might kiss. Yes, they will. Judas. Um, <laughs> oh, man. Oh, not Judas. You would have... I, I like to think that you would have gotten the Holy Grail part right, but you wouldn't have gotten to the room because you don't know that in Latin, no. Josiah starts with an I. You know what? Gage and I were sitting here and they're like, Jehovah, but we we were like they're like what's God's name, and we were like Yahweh. Yeah, that's what I was saying too. (laughs) Yahweh. Yahweh, Abba, like let me in there. They're like (laughs) Jehovah. I was like, this is a Jehovah's Witness movie. Like I was. But Jehovah starts with an I. (laughs) Couldn't be me. I would have fallen through. I wouldn't have even made it past the spider webs. Like. (laughs) (laughs) Do you know how dry it must have been in that desert? Like, oh my god. Ugh. And you know, you know, the guy that was breathing with his mouth open in all the spider webs, oh my that gosh. was giving me the creeps. I was like, close your mouth, sir. You're he didn't get... actually get his head cut off. That's just what happens when you breathe in a spider web. It bounces your head away from your body. <laughs> I, yeah, that is exactly what happens. You burst into flames and die. Your head falls off. Yeah. Obviously. Quick tip for the kids. See a spider web, close your mouth. You want to mm-hmm. keep your head. Mm-hmm. Um, See a spider in your washing machine, call your boyfriend to kill it, and never do laundry again. <laughs> Hot <take. laughs> Is that how I never have to do laundry again? Yes, oh. you just burn all your clothes and cry and swear to be a nudist because you're scared of spiders. All right. Tom, I do think that there are a couple of issues with you fulfilling that plan. Yeah. Um, one, you're heterosexual. Oh, and, no. And two, you don't have a boyfriend either way. Oh, I'm so sorry, Tom. Mostly just that you're heterosexual. What a loss. <laughs> <laughs> Looks like you have to do laundry now. <sighs> yeah. Anyways. Uh, let's get into the movie. So, it yeah. starts out... Oh, wait. Did anybody else want to give their opinion? I talked about the cup and then we just <laughs> ignored everyone else. Tom. Uh, sorry. <laughs> I think the last movie, I think the consensus was it was worse than we remembered. Yeah. This was better than I remembered. Ooh, hot take, um, hot take. I really enjoyed all of, like, it was definitely, like, wittier and funnier than, like, Raiders. Definitely funnier than Temple of Doom. Um, and it worked. 
Like, it totally worked. Um, I didn't really think there was any, like, jokes that didn't land or bits that didn't work. Um, mm-hmm. There wasn't as many repeated jokes, I feel like, either. Yeah, and they really stuck to the formula that I've been harping on this entire time, where it was, like, the indie, <laughs> the indie formula and how to make a good Indiana Jones movie. Like, they really stuck to the formula, and it worked. So, yeah, I really enjoyed it. I'll save my thoughts until after the film. Oh, boy. Ooh, Ooh. a secret, a mystery. Dan hated it. Can't wait. It's his worst movie. <laughs> it's the worst movie he has about, ever seen. He's about to give it zero out of zero snakes. Before zero we, out of zero spider webs in the mouth. Before we get started, this week's episode of In Conclusion is sponsored by Suspense. <gasps> Love her. Hate her. I, I changed my mind. <laughs> I'm impatient. <laughs> so, the movie starts out, and it is 1912, and Indiana Jones, he's 13 years old. He's traversing through Utah with his Boy Scout troop. He looks oddly like Joaquin Phoenix's sexier older brother. It's Rip. Because he is. Sure. <laughs> it's, it's River. It is. Rest in peace, River. River, my man. Um, and he comes. His across, hair. Oh my gosh, his hair! Even as in this movie that's supposed to be taking place in 1912, he still had hey that like heartthrob hair. Year old could have heartthrob hair. They only got a haircut once every decade or so back then. Yeah, I mean, it was the heartthrob hair. It was the the curtain bangs. It was the mm-hmm. I don't even know. Like they probably were like, excuse me, River. Can we cut your hair? And he's like, no, I needed to maintain my heartthrob status. Yeah. And they're like, yes, of course. My heartthrob status. They're going to take my You're car right. away. We got to make sure you look good for next week's girl's life shoot. <laughs> so Indiana River Phoenix Jones, uh, they, they come across some grave robbers who find a crucifix, a golden crucifix that belonged to Coronado. Uh, Francisco Vasquez de Coronado, to be specific. Mm. Um, and... Indy, seeing this being oddly uh, both altruistic and also grave robbery-ish, he sees it and thinks, this belongs in a museum. So he goes to steal it from the grave robbers. (laughs) He's just being a little nosy, you know? He's just... What else was there to do in 1912, you know, besides sticking nose? They were riding horses. They could ride horses. <laughs> eh, I've ridden a horse, you know, it's fine. Have you ridden a horse through Utah though? A Mormon no. horse? I've never ridden they a horse. They got Mormon that special horse. underwear on the horses. Yeah, special Mormon horse underwear. Not the spooky Mormon horse underwear. That's one. Um they oh, Daniel <laughs> I thought you were commenting on the fact that I made a Book of Mormon joke, and then I realized <laughs> No, I'm just still keeping count. Not Dan, keep it you're, you're baiting me. You're, yes. I'm not taking the bait. I'm not falling for it. Okay. Not me not falling for it. So, wow, Dan. The men who include a man that Indy will then model his entire look <laughs> and grown-up life man after. literally screwed you, Indy. Why are you going to model yourself after... I- 
I don't get it. But <laughs> again, I wouldn't have gone after the relic in the first place. So, so that's this, where we differ. This man and his goons give chase. They end up chasing on a circus train. Which, man, I want more circus trains. That looks fun. I, I like the giraffe. I made a note yeah. of this is the exposition train because it like yeah. it fills all of Indy's backstory on a train. Every car. How does yes. he learn how to use the how whip? How, how do he get the scar on his chin? Yeah. Why is he afraid of snakes? Exactly. Yes. Why he's good at magic. Because, like all yeah. of that. I felt so silly moments before when he sees there's a snake slithering up his friend and he just grabs it and he's like, it's just a snake. I was like... Hey, wait a second, and then I remembered because, you know, only time will tell, and I'm not patient. So, <laughs> uh, eventually, he thinks that he's escaped. He thinks that he has gotten the crucifix. He goes to give it to the local sheriff, which is automatically the bad choice to do if you want to go to a museum. Uh, mm-hmm. And the sheriff is like, "Thank you," and then gives it right back to dear future Indy. Um, and the the old I don't know how to describe this guy in the credits he's the man in the Panama hat which sounds like a curious George <laughs> is it Panama Jack do you think it's the Panama Jack ooh it could be <laughs> for Cayman time Jack time will tell um, he tells Indy you lost this time but you don't have to lose every time no no that's not what okay. he says do the quote oh my god here we go you lost this time but that doesn't mean you have to like it and then he puts the hat on, and then it's the coolest transition in the history of film. Yeah, that's <laughs> a really good transition. To Indy in, uh, we say modern times, 1936. <laughs> so modern. Yeah. Um, which means that Indiana Jones is supposed to be in his mid-30s in this movie. That's like how Alan Alda is supposed to be in his late 20s in M.A.S.H. Oh, that... By the end of it. No, no. <laughs> Sir. Oh, no. Uh, uh. So, okay, how old was Harrison Ford roughly when they made this movie? 47. Oh. <laughs> I mean, he still looked That means good? he's 184 now. That is correct. How are they making another one? I don't think that that math was totally <laughs> correct, Tom. It's exponential. He he grows. He would be a hundred and okay. twenty-two. So you were close. Just sixty-six years off. Forty-six. He's years just off. he's just so grumpy. <laughs> That's all. But yeah, he does still look really good. But he's definitely leaning closer to looking like Air Force One Harrison Ford than he is. He's definitely it, uh, Han Solo, Harrison. Yeah, he's definitely serving less young stud and more Silver Fox. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, we don't meet the real Silver Fox until later, but back to the plot. Um, Name one time there was a Silver Fox in this movie, I dare you. Not even a single one for me to feast my eyes on. Don't say Sean Connery. I'll fly out there right now. <laughs> you knew what I was going to say. I did. Um, it was Suspense, this week's sponsor. Sick of it already. <laughs> uh, so Indy is in a fight uh, in the rain on a ship in Portugal. Uh, he gets punched in the face while smiling, because that's what happens when you smile in public. Correct. <laughs> Frown always. Yeah, he escapes overboard just before the ship explodes, and he recovers the cross, which is what he's been searching for, and he gets to donate it to Marcus Brody's museum. Marcus Brody... 
Is he in this movie? Yes, he is. Guess what? He's a big character in this movie. They're like, who I were the characters from the first Marcus. movie that we could bring back? And they're like, Marion? No. Marcus? Yes. yes. That's the sex appeal the children want. I don't know. I want a Marcus Gimli action Gimli was figure. giving us a little something-something, you know Oh, he was serving up looks, as the, as the youth say. <laughs> I mean, they also brought they also brought Sala back, who's my favorite character in this entire oh, yeah, series. Yeah, that's who we're talking about. That's Gimli. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, I just didn't remember the actor's name, so I went by his Lord of the Rings name. Because Ga- I've never seen Lord what? of the Rings, so that's okay. No Me either, technically. What? <laughs> technically? <laughs> well, I've only seen the first half of the first movie of both The Hobbit and Lord of the Rings because I just so you've like seen the cute ten things. hours of content. It feels like it sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> Gage really likes Lord of the Rings, so he refers to... We do this thing in my house where if I... Since I have face blindness, apparently, yeah. if I recognize a character or an actor, if there's something I would know them as, that's who we refer to them as forever. Oh. Until I like actually know their name. So, that's for example, fair. when we covered Halloween Town, you know how I called that one actor Dandy? Because I only recognized him from American Horror Story. Yeah. Yeah. No, that makes sense. That's why I only call um, that guy from the social network Mark Zuckerberg. Jesse Eisenberg? Oh, you know him? Yeah, because he's perpetually (laughs) grumpy looking. (laughs) I mean... I love him in... What is it? Uh, Now You See Me? Ooh, those are good movies. I just say Rudy whenever Sean Astin's in something. I'm like, oh my god, it's Rudy. (laughs) You then... You would love Lord, Lord of the, the Rings. Rings. <laughs> Rudy's in it? <laughs> yeah, he's Sam. I, I, I know. I know he's in Lord of oh, the Rings. Oh, I thought you I haven't know. seen it, but I'm I'm aware of the major players. Okay. Anyway, <laughs> Indy is back teaching at his college, and there are a lot less teens trying to have sex with him. Uh, I know. Uh, so they're less. Tr- they're trying to ha- get company no, with them. nobody. They're not no, trying. To nobody have sex has with ever them. been that excited to go to office hours. Something else has yeah. to be going on. That's I true. did never ever out was that excited. I, one of my teachers gave out cookies at their office hours in college, and I still wasn't that excited. So he's giving out something other than cookies. You know what I'm saying? It or was maybe he's the not, 30s. Maybe he's trying for something. I don't know when they removed Coke from Coca-Cola, but maybe he was giving out cocaine. Yeah, maybe. They need something to, to pick him up through his boring lectures. I'm sorry, Indiana Jones is I... not an interesting professor. No, but do you think do you think if you were attracted to men, do okay. you think you would sign up for his class just so you could look at him and be honest? No. And would you give him a chili pepper rating on rate my professor? Yes, but I wouldn't sign up for his class just to look at him. I could not sign okay. up for his class and still end up looking at him. That's fair. Then there's the chance of having a personal connection. You know what I mean? With Indiana, with the one and only Indiana Jones, Doctor Professor, Indiana Jones. Uh, so Indy learns from Walter Donovan, who is a man that just looks like he'd be a Nazi. I wonder why. I'm not sure, but he learns that his dad, Henry Jones was searching for the Holy Grail from an incomplete scripture, and he has gone missing. Ba-ba-bum. So, it's time for Indy to go on a quest to find his father, and maybe, Hit. just maybe, find the Holy Grail, too. 
did anybody else think that his dad was kind of a dick at the beginning of the movie? Is that the vibe you're supposed to get? Because I was getting big, like, has you no You were getting big dick in the movie? No, no. I was really getting dicked down at the beginning of the movie. <laughs> no, I... Sorry, Mom. Um, no, I just... I thought he was... Like, he gave off big, I have no time for my child energy. But oh, I absolutely. That's, yeah. that's his character trait. Okay, just making sure that wasn't just me, you yeah. know? At the end of the movie, he goes, I never had time for him. Right. Oh, yeah, that's true. It's, Oops. It's the character arc, but yeah, I did get I big written dick a whole energy paper. from Sean Connery in this movie. Sean Connery dicked you down, Dan? I haven't gotten back up. Say it, Dan. Oh, my. <laughs> wow. <laughs> so, Howie. Andy gets uh, the his father's diary about the grail from Venice and he heads over there with Marcus because he needs a travel companion now where he meets Austrian Elsa Schneider a woman beautiful who looks like she would be a Nazi I wonder why probably no reason this was such this such witty flirting though it is it's very witty yes um um as they're making out and just saying why they hate each other. Yeah. Kind of a rehash yeah. of the previous movie. Yeah. But it's much better because they're not screaming. And Literally they're both of age. Single... Yeah, that's a big plus, <laughs> you know. Consent and of age. We love that on this podcast. Two of our favorite things. Two of our favorites. It should be um, default. Also, <laughs> yeah, yeah right? I mean, bare minimum Twitter, am I right? <laughs> I just feel like that's kind of Indiana Jones's thing, though. Like, all of the women... There's not a woman who actually likes him. They just... They've heard stories, you know They just I mean? lust for him. Yeah, they're like, wow, look at his ripple, rippling chest and big brain. <laughs> that's it, though. That's I don't it? like that's anything else. His personality... Tra- he, he's not the kind you settle down with. He's definitely a get-that-bread-get-that-head-then-leave kind of guy. You know what I'm saying? I do. Mm-hmm. Hook up. That's that's a, a shorter way to say it, but yeah. yeah. I would have uh, swiped left if he was on Tinder. Ooh, you would have swiped left. That's interesting. He's too arrogant. Which way would you guys have swept? Swept. Well, oh my sw- god, swiped. swiped. Right. <laughs> right, immediately. Yeah, I would have I swept the broom to the right, and I would have been in stomp. But would you have pursued a relationship, or would it have been a hookup? I feel <laughs> Tinder's for hookup. hookup. Having... having Hook Never up? achieved anything on Tinder. I feel like Tinder's for hookups. It's for hookups. It can be. That's why I'm not it on Tinder. It can be. Okay, fine. What if you were on Bumble? Well, that's more of a relationship. Yeah. It'd be weird if I was swiping and saw him on Bumble. Maybe you... You guys are... Oh, Dan, you are really <laughs> taking my hypothetical. <laughs> uh, it would have been a left for me, dog. This episode is sponsored by... 20-year-old American Idol references. Yeah, and I'd do it again. (laughs) Uh, So, at the library where Henry was last seen, Indy's like, well, earlier in the movie, Indy was like, X never marks the spot. (laughs) Foreshadowing. And then he says, like, foolish. Giant-ass X on the floor, and he's like, well, X has marked the spot. Well, it's technically a 10 in Roman numerals. 10 marks the spot. Rolls off the tongue. Yep. Uh, so Indy, the only way to break through the ground to get into the cavern that his father was 
researching towards is to jackhammer, but with manually at the same time that my future uh, embodiment of myself is stamping <laughs> books. Yep. Dan's sitting there stamping books, and Tom's just ripping away the floor. Just I'm just drilling the floor. Tom to be Indiana Jones, in the, minus the parts where I don't like him. I mean, my biggest problem with this scene was the fact that he smashed through like six inches of granite with one of those yeah. flimsy metal <laughs> like like rope holders. Like no chance. <laughs> he did it in four swings. No. Yeah, those things are not that heavy. I, they, they if I can lift it, it's not that heavy. and break. Exactly. You know they're just plastic painted yes. silver. Of all the things in this movie, that might be the most unrealistic. Yeah. Yeah. Even <laughs> the eternal think. old man <laughs> at the end. Okay. I have reason to believe that that there could be an eternal old man out there somewhere guarding the grail, you know? Stranger mm. things have happened, maybe. Uh, so, underneath in a half-flooded set of catacombs, Indiana and Elsa, they find the tomb of a first crusade knight that has the complete version of the inscription that Henry had, which shows them the location of the grail. And then they have to run because the water is set on fire because it's filled with petroleum and it was set on fire by the Brotherhood of the Cruciform Sword. Rolls off the tongue. That's a really long way to say Nazis. They're not. They're not the Nazis. But aren't they the- They're the people who were entrusted with guarding the Grail. Yeah. Oh, shoot. I was thinking... They're kind of I the good guys. It. Yeah, Oops, they're, sorry, good guys. they're actually they're the good guys. They're not bad guys, yeah. I got them confused with, um, at the end of the movie, when they go after Indy, when he goes to find the Grail. I was confusing those two scenes. Mm. How dare you? Uh, I also was very focused on the rats in this scene. A lot of rats. A lot of rats. I loved each and every one of them. Oh. told me that they were bred specifically for this movie. They were. Because regular, yeah, because regular rats carry too much disease, which, like, makes sense. Um, I hope that these actors uh, were adopted for the hard work that they put on that screen. And also, some of them fell in the water, and I genuinely hope they're okay. Thank you. You had the ability to say, Ractors. Ratcters and you Rat-curters. didn't take it. Rat-curters. Rat- These ratatouilles. Yeah, exactly. I know, but I was. These racketeers. You know, yeah. I wanted to respect their craft, so. Uh, then we have a boat chase, and Indiana and Elsa they capture Kazim, who is a member of the Brotherhood, who explains uh, what is happening to them, and Indy explains that they are going to save the Grail and not take it. They tell them where Henry is. Oh, you Did just you just else? boiled over the fact of the whole greatest boat chase. Yes, oh I tend God. to yada yada over action scenes because there's not much to describe. A boat goes through two bigger boats and there's blows an up. excessive amount of explosions in this movie. Hot take. There's not enough. I agree explosions. with you. There are a lot of explosions. Not enough. There's explosions. So many. There need to be more explosions. More things um, blow also, up. Yeah. Well. It's a lot of exploding for me. And I, I've watched Fast and Furious. I can put up with quite a bit of exploding. But <laughs> Did anybody else think that this gentleman that um, that Indy had, like, what's his name again? I can't remember his name. I'm sorry. Kazim? <clears throat> yes. Did anybody else think Kazim kind of looked like Sasha Baron Cohen? Or yes. Yes. Oh, my gosh. Thank you. <laughs> I thought I was going time. nuts. Oh, yeah. 
I was trying I to think, was like, could it have been him? No. I know. I know it couldn't have been, like but... Maybe he could have been, like, a relative. Yeah, I'm like, this is totally... that. If they made this movie today, they would have cast him. Yes. Yeah. Okay, I'm glad we touched base on that, because I thought that, and I was like, I can't be the only one who thinks this. Uh, that is Kavork Malachian. No relation. Yeah, that he, is not even close. <laughs> no, he's a Turkish actor. Mm. He um, looks Turkish. Whatever that means. Who is now a teacher in Turkey. Oh, well, good for him. Yeah, he, he acted in a bunch of stuff. So. Maybe he's um, an acting teacher. That would stand to reason. Yep. Um, so they look through the diary, and then Marcus finds a map of the route to the Grail, which begins in the ancient city of Alexetra. Alexetra. No. Zetera. Nope. Not to be confused with Alexandria, it's, like it's, I had confused it many times. It's Alexandra. How do you say this? It's <laughs> Alexandretta. That's it. Alexandria. Alexandria. That's Alexandria. What? They literally could have just said Alexandria. I, That's a real place I, that existed, I, and it would have been easier. Yeah, I know, right? Yeah. Alexandria is a real place that currently exists. Oh, I assumed, because isn't that the library that burned down? I guess yeah. I just assumed the whole city burned down and no longer exists. Now, listen, like I, Pompeii. I agree with you that without a library, a city is nothing. But <laughs> yep. there still is an Alexandria. <laughs> Oh, well, hopefully they've rebuilt some sort of library. It's been a while, so. Yeah. Uh, they've had the time. They have. They're still they mourning the loss of their library. Understandable. Oh, no. I mean, a lot of good knowledge. Years. A lot of good knowledge was lost that day. Rip, you know? Yeah. Well, actually, more like burn, but same thing. Oh. I, don't, I can't believe after this many episodes that I still walk right into your jokes, Dan. I right? literally can't. I always am shocked. I'm it's always like shocked. You're, you're throwing me meatballs. I really am. Um, throwing so, you bones. Thank you. I love bones. Uh, you're welcome. Indy, he takes the map out of the diary and gives it to Marcus for safekeeping, just in case, you know, he gets captured by, I don't know, the Nazis. Um, hate those guys. And he sends Marcus <laughs> to... Iskenderun, Iskendrin, Excedrin. I think they just. I think they just yeah, used the same set as Cairo. Yeah, I think it so looks too. like Cairo. Mm-hmm. And it's the city that's built on the ruins of Alexandretta. Mm. And he's sent there to go meet with Sala, and he is a bumbling British man in a town full of <laughs> people that do not speak English. I think, and he expects everybody to speak English. I think that's that's my, on brand for a white person. That, I think that's yeah. my this is my favorite joke in the entire movie when he's like, "Marcus knows everything. He'll he'll blend in. Like he already has a couple days head start. Like you will never find him." And he's like walking around. <laughs> Anybody he's walking speak around in the English? Middle of the town square <laughs> sticks out like well, a sore thumb. It's good that he finds Sala then, because otherwise he probably would have just... Yeah, he just wandered around until Sala all of a sudden showed up. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, so then Indy and Elsa, they head to a Nazi-controlled castle in Austria, which is where Henry is, uh, at this castle. Um, they find him and free him. Uh, confused. No, I'm they thinking, because him. I'm just... <laughs> well, they free him, and then they immediately get captured. <laughs> yep. By Colonel Ernst Vogel. 
Ernst. Okay, Ernst Nazi. is one of my favorite German names. I just think it's it's cute. Ernst. Uh, Ernst is is part of uh, a joke that I want to make at some point because there's a, a a film director called Ernst Lubitsch. Um, <laughs> that joke oh, writes no. itself. <laughs> Uh, yeah, and the the joke, the punchline is Ernst, you bitch, and I'm still trying to figure out the setup for it. Let us know when you get there. I'd love <laughs> Thank to you. hear it. I've been marinating I, on this for years, and I haven't you know, come up with anything. It'll happen one day, Dan. It'll happen, and you're going to be so freaking. Dan, excited. the day you figure it out, your stand-up career is going to skyrocket. That's yeah. it. Yeah, everything hinges on whether or not I can come up with a setup for Ernst Ubit. It's your hot. Can't it's wait. your hot pocket. It's your. It's yeah. your airline. It's your airplane food. <laughs> Can't wait to see you at the Laugh Factory, Dan. <laughs> That's it. That's the peak. I don't know. Do you really want to go any further than rebuilding the library in Alexandria and doing a joke at the Laugh Factory? <laughs> I think you really like, that, that does sound like. That's a fulfilling like life. Yeah, that's a very Dan life, I truly think. Uh, so then we see that Elsa and Donovan, the two people who strangely seemed like Nazis before, are Did Nazis. Given uh, weird Nazi vibes. Yeah. Wait, They've okay, just yes. using them. This is the scene where, like, it's so obvious that she's a Nazi because her room has been absolutely ransacked, and she's like, Oh, what what's happened? My music was playing. I didn't even hear it. Which, like, granted, when I do my makeup, I have my music on. And if somebody was coming and ransack my apartment, I'd probably have no clue. But, you know, I'd like to think that she'd be able to hear something. Right. It was so loud. I did not hear them rummaging through my stuff. What happened? She must have really been jamming to that polka or whatever she was listening to. <laughs> Putting on makeup to the... The dulcet tones of the accordion. Don't even act like that's something I wouldn't do. You know I'd be doing that, putting on my eyeliner while screaming the lyrics to In Heaven There Is No Beer. Uh, so the the Joneses are being used. They're basically just leading the Nazis to the grail. Uh, and then oh, Marcus we, ends up getting captured too. This is also one of my favorite quotes where he says... How did you know she was a Nazi? And he's and his father says, "Well, she talks in her sleep." And then that's when we figure out that the Jones boys are Eskimo brothers. Yes, Hate they it. are. No, thank you. If I found out, if I was Indiana Jones and I found out that this woman had been with both me and my father, I think I not enough showers. <laughs> <laughs> I maybe it's because I'm a woman. So, I like, would feel I don't the same the way. Com- yeah, totally like the camaraderie of doing it with the same person is weird to me, but uh, especially if it's with your parent. Yeah. Um, so Marcus gets captured when he's meeting with Sala. The Joneses escape the castle. I'm yada yadaing all the action that happens there, but the Joneses escape the castle. Action, action, fight, fight, fight. Fire. Fight, fight punch, fire. Uh, fire purifies all. Oh, and oh! There's that cool scene where they're tied up in the um, in the fireplace, and the wall turns around. I love mm-hmm. that part. Oh yeah, and he uh, hold on. Let me find the quote. Oh, it, they they swivel around in the fireplace, and then he and then uh, Sean Connery goes, "Our situation has not improved." It's like, oh, yes. thanks. <laughs> <laughs> that part has me dead. I love it. Uh, and then. Henry learns that, not Henry, Indy learns that the grill is guarded by three booby traps, and his diary has the clues that they need to pass them safely. And 
obviously Indy would not have kept the diary with him at this time, right? Right? Right. Anyway, cut to a Nazi book. <laughs> yup. Oh, God. I... Oh. 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 Uh, Indy dressed as a, a, a Nazi. I'm trying to question. think of a different way to put that, but there I'd, really isn't any other way. I'd like to um, pose a critical thinking question. I love those. Maybe it's not as critical as you think, but Steven Spielberg is, uh, to my knowledge, I believe he's a Jewish man. Yes. Do you think filming scenes like that, I mean, obviously it's his craft and he's one of the greatest professionals out there. Um, and he has several movies that focus on things that happened during World War II, whether it be like historical fiction or realistic fiction. Like, I believe he did Schindler's List, right? He did yeah. Schindler's List. He did Saving Private Ryan. Not in World War II, but he did Munich, which is about the Munich massacre. Do you think it's uncomfortable to have to do those scenes? Or do you think it's like somehow like it? I, I don't know. Like, do you think it, he feels like it would connect him? Do you think he doesn't think anything about it at all? Do you think he's just like, I'm on a job? Do you think... I don't know. That's just what came to mind, you know? Like, I'm watching this. I'm like, as a Jewish... I'm not Jewish, but if I was a Jewish person watching, having to stage a scene where even if they're not actually burning the literature written by people that were persecuted during that time, do you think even recreating that act would be um, hard to do? Let me just take this little fun podcast and turn it into a discussion board. I don't know. I feel like it, it because of the way that at least in the Indiana Jones films, the Nazis are portrayed uh, mm-hmm. and represented as bumbling fucking idiots. I, I was gonna yes. I was gonna say those exact words. It's I I can't say it's cathartic because I don't know. How he, what his relationship is to mm-hmm. um, these events, but I, I don't think it would be difficult because it's just making fun of them. That's what I was wondering too, because you know, like I was thinking if you're making the people who were doing these terrible things look silly, it might be easier to work through them, but I don't know, I just wanted to pose that question. Yeah, I um, think it's I mean, they are just I mean, since World War II ended, they have been known as the stereotypical bad guys. So pretty much any form of media made since then, that's kind of the default. Um, Mm -hmm. So, And there's not really anything that you're glorifying them about. There's not really anything... Like, it's almost kind of hard to glorify them. Um, Yeah. Yeah, you better not. so, So something like this, like Dan was saying, where it's like... Well, we've already, like, it's very easy to push them into, they're the enemy. They are bumbling idiots. We know how the end of the war, like, what happens. Like, we know how the war ends and they lose. Uh, So I think in that respect, especially, like, a more lighthearted movie like this compared to, like, Schindler's List. Like, I think this would be a lot easier. Um, And I think Schindler's... Sorry to just... Yeah. Bring out as a comparison to this movie Schindler's One List. One of the saddest movies I've ever seen. <laughs> um, but like something like Schindler's List, I think would have been definitely would have been more difficult. But at least in that movie, it's kind of like a like a happy story or like a like a like a heart heartwarming story. Um, mm-hmm. 
where it's like this is somebody who is helping people um so mm-hmm. you kind of bring out the silver lining in that uh so it's kind of like those two where it's like this is a silver lining movie like saving private ryan like schindler's list and then you have the they the nazis are just the worst people in the world and we already know this so we're just going to make fun out of them for a lot of make a lot of money off this movie like yeah because mm-hmm. it's really it's really fun to see nazis get punched in the it face. is oh it is oh, it's, yeah. it's thrilling and i do love uh the scene i think it's hilarious when indy is holding the diary and uh, Hitler's walking by and he grabs the diary and he signs it and gives it back. Yeah. <laughs> I think that's funny. But I, I don't know. That's just something that kind of came to mind. Maybe it is my critical thinking pants were on. But I just wanted to see what you guys thought. And I know I could have asked that same question during the first movie too, but I felt it more uh, pertinent during this film because of the reenactment of things that actually did happen as opposed to they're just the bad guys. Yeah, and yeah. the other part of this too is... The Nazis could have been anybody. There's nothing really about these movies that is very what Germany was like. Germany definitely like was like stealing artifacts and stuff during the war. Mm-hmm. Obviously, that's not what they're remembered for. But mm-hmm. like you, could, well, they use the Nazis, but you could kind of substitute just this group of people with anybody. Like, there's nothing mm-hmm. really that ties them to just specifically it just gives them a reason to have a military it gives them a reason to it gives us a reason to hate them uh mm-hmm. like and with the time period i think like it's easy to grab them right as right. the mm-hmm. villain as opposed to like creating some made-up cult or something right. i think it's just easier to believe that and put it in a more like yeah a, easier to grasp time and frame. it doesn't go very deep into like german thinking and mm-hmm. I- ideals and all that sort of thing like it's just mm-hmm. on the surface they're bad guys and they're the enemies in the war yeah all right well thank you for indulging me in this uh dan wants to say something question oh sorry dan. I, I have two things uh tom you when you said the nazis could have been anybody you got real close <laughs> to a a, a, a a very yeah a, a yeah. very different conversation yes, yes um i think i think i yeah, I, get I what think you were it's saying, clear what you were saying here. Yeah. In, in terms of the movie, he <laughs> when you said that, I was like, "Oh, where's yeah, this?" I know, going? I know. I was. Uh, I knew I had to keep. I knew I had to keep talking. <laughs> for clearing Tom's name, he meant in regards to the film, the characters could have been any different. Movie. It was just oh, these are bad guys. You kind of have to establish the bad guys and calling them Nazis. It's like yeah, this. It's an easy, easy way, way of making them bad guys. Yes. Uh, this week's episode of In Conclusion is brought to you by College 100 Level Discussion Sections. Yes. <laughs> Thank you, Dan. You know, no, I this is too many words for short. 100. This is like a 300 level. Well, you're, you two are the two people that are really into it in the 100 We're the ones class. that keep it a class. Dang, yeah. I'm trying to get an A, Dan, you know. I'm going to keep my to GPA <laughs> up. Yeah. All you need to do is show up and you'll get an A. It's 100 Absolutely level. Not. Maybe not, Dan. Maybe I didn't do so hot on the last exam. You don't know. <laughs> Maybe I skipped half the classes. Uh, so, as Tom said, Adolf Hitler signs the Bible. Um, and then Indy and Henry, they escape Germany. He just buys the first ticket out of there. But it's on a Zeppelin. Uh-oh. I mean, a, a Zeppelin isn't a necessarily Zeppelin. the bad part. Yeah. But it kind of is. A Led Zeppelin. I'm saying it again. I mean, it's too, it's far, is it too early for, to think this the is Hindenburg? the Hindenburg? 
I don't think so, because the Hindenburg crashed in the 20s. Oh, no, it was 1937. So, yeah, it was after this movie was when the Hindenburg crashed. So we as an audience know that, but Indy does not. Okay, so it could have mm. been... He could have been getting on the Hindenburg and caused... I Honestly, every time I watch... Hindenburg wa- crashed in New Jersey. Yeah, I know. But every time I think I watch this movie, I think, do they want me to think that that's the Hindenburg? Yeah. And I never am like... like I Since I know the movie, I'm like, well, it doesn't matter. <laughs> uh, yeah. I don't really know much about Zeppelins. Um, so, it, since it had been a while since I'd seen this movie, I forgot that, like, in this specific scene, you go inside, it just looks like a big ballroom, like a yeah. dining area. I don't know what I was expecting, but for some reason, it wasn't that. I thought it was going to be, like, industrial inside. That's all. Everybody sits to... on the pipes that make the Zeppelin move. Yep. Everybody crank the gears! Oh. Das gears oh, no. and das like, pipes. Zeppelins are known as, like, one of the more luxurious ways to travel. Like other, a cruise ship. Well, other than sleeping. Like, if you're spending the night on a Zeppelin, like, your quarters are cramped. Oh, they, yeah. They put all of the space to, like, a ballroom and a dining room and, like, nice places. And it's like, no, you're sleeping in a bunk bed in the center. Of the, yeah. So. Gross. Well, the dining area did look luxurious. Until Indy threw a guy out of a window. That's yeah. Gage's favorite part of this movie. Uh, it's a he fantastic part. He loves the no ticket line. No ticket. <laughs> so, Indy, he throws a guy out of the window because they're fighting, and then they get into a dog fight with a Luftwaffe. Oh, it, yeah, he grabs a plane oh, off of a blimp, yeah. a zeppelin, zeppelin, which is just badass. And then uh, he's like, I didn't know you could fly a plane. Fly, yes. Fly, yes. Land, Land? no. No. Oh, goodness. That they is cool land. playing too with the I th- I know this is like silly but I love the the machine gun on the back. Cool. <laughs> I'm sorry uh, son, they got us. <laughs> <laughs> I was rolling. <laughs> so they do land. It's a crash landing into some sheep, but they land nonetheless. Anna's dream landing spot, it seems like. A bunch Me? of sheep. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. I would harvest their wool and knit immediately. I, I thought you were going to say organs. No! <laughs> I'd shear them. Also, I just would be happy to be with the sheep. The sheep are so cute. They're so loud, and they stick their tongues out when they scream. Uh, you can't see it, but Anna just recreated that image for Tom and I. You know, I was hoping that our listeners would just imagine me. They know. Yeah, they <laughs> know. Yeah, you know, like... They just scream, and they have their tongues out. My mom got a summer job at the uh, Sheep and Wool Barn at State Fair this summer. She will be selling yarn. Yeah, she's so excited about it. Um, So if you need any sheep wool needs, Mm -hmm. and you're in the Wisconsin area, go to the State (laughs) Fair and ask for... Come on, Dan. No, no. More biblical than that. Come on. Sarah, Mary Rebecca. Magdalene. Oh, first half, Dan. Mary. Mary. <laughs> Mary. Nope, Mariano. You got there. Uh, your family really loves four-letter names. Well, my parents are Mary and Jerry, you know, so they yeah. like the rhyme. And then my boss told me the other day that she finds writing my name enjoyable. So. Yeah, it's palindromes. Thank you. Um, 
So if you had a brother, would it be Anna and Dana? It probably would have been Thomas. Not biblical enough. Yep, there you go, Tom. There are two St. <laughs> Thomases. That's nice. Do you know how many Johns there are? How Too many, many Josephs? Too many. There were how so many, many Peters that one of them had to change their name. Yeah. How many Sauls? Pauls? Beelzebubs? There's only Somebody one Anna, and she usually goes by Anne. So. <laughs> So sad about that. I am really sad about it. When I was little, the only Anna in the Bible is the one who like recognizes Jesus as the Savior as a baby, and she's called. She's not even like a, she's Saint Anna the Prophet, so she's not even really a good patron saint. Sorry, just like bash saints. But I have Anne, Mother of Mary. What's up, Dan? If you ever want to transition into an adult entertainment oh, job, no. but you want to keep your name, oh no. And you really want to hit home on the fact that you make a lot of money? Oh, I hate when Dan does this. Yeah, Dan? Dan? the prophet. Goodbye. I love that, though, actually. (laughs) I told Gage what I would make my, uh, what my drag name was the other day. Now I can't remember what it was. Dang it. If I remember it, I'll let you know. Mine's Lusty Pineapple. Oh. It's not. I just made that up. I don't know what my drag name would be. We'll come up with that's after hours work. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, Sala tells Indy and his dad about Marcus's being abducted, and that the Nazis have equipped the Sultan, uh, and they're moving on to the Grail's location using the map that Marcus has. Uh, so, Indy, Sala, and Henry they find the Nazi expedition, and they get ambushed by the Brotherhood, who we met earlier with Sasha Baron Cohen. For some reason, when you said that, my brain starts singing Brotherhood of Man from How to Succeed in Business without really trying. But specifically the one with Daniel Radcliffe, where he's doing a very unsettling American accent. What do you mean? What's wrong with his American accent? It makes me want to cringe so hard. And I know it's just because I'm used to him with his British accent, but he just sounds so... It's not a good American accent. No. I need to pronounce every syllable. Syllable. Ah. I'm Daniel Rad. <laughs> uh, so, after the Brotherhood uh, of... Okay, calm down. Uh, oh my god. They, they're, there's, there's the battle. I just sounded... This is really good audio content right here. That stutter that I had in there. That's okay. Um, not cutting it out. Henry, he gets captured by that man that looks like a Nazi. And uh, while he's trying to rescue Marcus, Kazim and the comrades are killed. The Brotherhood is no more, apparently. Gasp. All Rip Sasha out. Barrett Cohen. Yeah, and it looks like everything is lost until Indy rides by with four horses. Just riding by the tank going, woo! Four horses and five camels. Life. Yeah, good lord, man. Sala, or Indy asked Sala to get horses and no camels. And he said, I said zero camels. These are five camels. Can you count? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Indy and Sala, they save Henry and Marcus. um, And he's fighting with Vogel. And they're fighting, they're fighting. And just before the tank goes off the cliff, Indy saves himself. Well, Vogel falls off the edge in the most late 80s, early 90s animation. 
It's everything. Of his fall. ILM at his best. Yeah. I think, isn't it fact, uh, not, what am I trying to say? Isn't it miniatures that they do it with? Yeah, there's plenty of they, miniatures, they, but there's miniatures, but and it's then like they rotoscope them in. It's comp. Yeah. They comp it onto a miniature. Yeah. 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 Noticeably miniatures. A memoir. Is that a, from one of the Munchkins? No. Sometimes <laughs> I just like to, you know, pretend that that's what I'd name my autobiography. When we all know, in fact, when it'd you be an autobiography. Yeah. 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 Like yeah. you, have you were a, born a, with a the title name. built in your name. <laughs> oh, I know, I know. I just you know like to daydream about other things, but I'll always your second on your second memoir. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, Indy, Henry, Marcus, and Sala they catch up with the surviving Nazis, uh, who have found the temple in the canyon of the crescent moon, which is really Jetta. <laughs> It's not Jeddah, oh. it's Petra. Petra, that's it. Yeah. Jeddah is in Saudi Arabia, and it's a bustling city. Yes. Petra is a former lost city that was I got my city. I got my Eddas. I got my Eddas mixed That's true, you did. Um, this week's episode of In Conclusion is sponsored by Eddas. Edda James... Edibles. The Volkswagen Jetta. Edibles. (laughs) Edibles. I don't know about that, my dudes. Not this late at night. Just kidding. I've never done a weed. The only weed I do is weed sports. Oh, I was going to say weed fit. You're not a a weed weed sports resort, man. (laughs) Yes. The Island Flyover. With the Weed Motion Plus. Uh, All of these probably exist. (laughs) Yeah. Um, (laughs) By the way, this is, I think, the soberest podcast in the world. Probably. Yikes. If anybody wants to, is wondering what a podcast hosted by the characters of Happy Days would be like, (laughs) you've been listening to it. Hey. Mm And the ha- happy days without uh, any appearances from the Fonz at yeah. all. The edge oh. that the Fonz gives <laughs> is taken away. Yep. Uh, so, in the Canyon of the Crescent Moon, in the temple, uh, they're unable to get past the first trap. Donovan, in his anger, shoots and mortally wounds Henry, who then is dying on the floor for the rest of the movie. Literally Absolutely so useless. selfish. And also, you'd think he would have died right away, because that's seriously point-blank range. Yeah, point-blank, right at his heart. Mm-hmm. But, you know, it's a movie. It has to be dramatic. We all uh, know how hard Henry's heart is, though. Yeah. yeah it's, just... it's stoned over from not loving his son. Yeah, you can tell the man's never used lotion, either. He couldn't penetrate his rhinos. <laughs> <laughs> Sean Connery's rhino skin. I'm just saying. That's the name of my memoir. (laughs) It's really confusing when people pick it up. Sean Connery's rhino skin, the Dan O'Keefe story. Yeah. What the movie Uh, So Indy then goes in there uh, to try and find the grail because he's going to use the healing powers to save his dad's life. Always trying to get the love of the man who doesn't love him. Which I was really confused about again. Maybe it's just because I have poor listening skills, as we've learned. Sure. Mm-hmm. Um, but I thought that the, I know it's just the grail that couldn't leave, 
but at first I thought it was you like the effects of the immortality would stop working. Yeah, if you I left. thought it would be only be in the cave where you would be immortal. Yeah, so I thought that if he gave the Grail to his dad, his dad would walk out the door and his wound would open up again. We'll get into this in the next movie. <coughs> yeah. Oh. Okay. Um, Sorry for coughing. Also, I had a tickle in my throat. Ooh. From being too funny. Please. You know how ABC Please Family. Clap. You know how ABC Family was a different kind of family. Stop, <laughs> Daniel. Yeah, and now it's a different kind of not ABC Family anymore. <laughs> Free oh, another cough. I'm dying. This always. I feel like one episode a series, I like choke on my own spit, and I have a coughing fit. It's terrible. I'm sorry, listeners. This is some ASMR in my life. Here's my water bottle. Here's me tapping on my microphone. Here's the sound of me annoying both Dan and Tom. This week's episode of In Conclusion is brought to you by Abrupt Firings. (gasps) Daniel, no, that's like my biggest anxiety, please. Uh, You're safe for now. We have another episode. Thank God. There's another movie in production. Maybe it'll come out by now. (laughs) Thank God. Yeah, is the indie movie that they just started shooting and then paused because Harrison Ford got injured on going to be finished and in theaters in two weeks? I don't know. They're going to let Indy fly another plane? (laughs) Every time Harrison Ford gets in a plane, something bad happens. (laughs) Let me call Disney and see if they can rush it. He did say he can fly a plane, he can't land a plane. He that's freely true. admitted that's that just a real life 30 thing. years ago. Maybe maybe they're shooting all the flying scenes just on the Indiana years. Jones show set in Disney World, so the plane never has to leave the ground, you know? Mm-hmm. They're just dropping a little green screen back there. Uh, so Indy goes through the three uh, traps. The first one are some saw blades, which he has to get on her because he kneels. Uh, yeah, so that, one. that one I didn't like just because... It's like anybody could get through. Well, no, it's it's in well, all three of these anybody could get through. Uh it's it's like I always pictured this as like an ancient thing. Like all the booby traps uh-huh. we've seen are like super ancient. Mm-hmm. Spinning saw blades is not an ancient technology at all. Yeah. So I wanted like I wanted more of like the the poison darts from raiders or a spinning mm-hmm. or like the rolling ball or like the things we see later where it's like oh step in the wrong spot and the rock is gonna crack like yeah spinning yeah it should have should have been like sticks or something yeah or like pull a star wars and do the giant uh atat log crash or something where it's like this is technology they had in during the crusades yeah oh well definitely called those at ats today because i couldn't remember (laughs) what they were called Another day, another you disappointment. You said them and not spell them. <laughs> uh, the second puzzle is, of course, spelling not Yahweh, but... Not Abba, not Yahweh. Whatever the other one is that I can't Jehovah, right like Jehovah. Jehovah's Witness. But it starts uh, with and then The third trap is just a bridge that blends in with the rocks. So this one is weird. I would weird not have been able to do that. Because they, oh, they sorry, clearly show the perspective, so it's like actually there and you just can't see it. Uh-huh. And then Indy throws sand on it. And it looks like it's turning from invisible they, invisibility they to reality. They do the green yeah. screen where it's like, no, there wasn't a bridge there. Yeah. yeah. So it's just, um, pick one. You know, 
Uh, all of the above. What's funny is we can have a man who's been. I'd be fine with either. Like, yeah, because like the perspective shift is like, oh, that's fun and practical and like not fantastical. But Mm -hmm. like the invisible bridge and they're doing power of God stuff like that still fits. But just pick one. Uh, So, Indy, he gets into the, the Holy Grail room where he sees an old British man sitting there in knight's outfit and he's been tasked with guarding the grail until the next person can come and guard the grail too he's been there for 700 years do you think he was just sitting there drinking the holy grail water like how was he staying alive what was he eating bugs power of god i think he got got, uh, really into like crossfit during that time oh yeah he was a crossfit i mean he had to get creative it is religious yeah gage's whole family does crossfit I, it's very intense. I love. I was making a a, a pun. Oh my god! I hate you. <laughs> um, this member of Fallout Boy, Andy, he uh-huh. does CrossFit. Wow. He's the one from the Falls. Good for him. Um, In case anyone was curious, my background is all the members of Fallout Boy. That's why I can gesture to them. And reference them Just as gesture. necessary. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I love the feeble attempt of a seven hundred year old knight trying to trying to move his sword and yeah try to kill Indy. his like, muscles are probably atrophied I, I love how at some point he just lifts up and he falls backwards and indy just stands there and yeah. doesn't help him at <laughs> all literally mood the uh, man is literally skin and bone so they basically what happens is if you pick the right grail you get eternal life if you don't your skin atrophies and you die immediately you look terrifying you turn into a zombie mr face doesn't melt Uh, off it explodes off it was so all terrible the rest of the gang (laughs) make it into the grail room um and elsa the nazi purposely picks the wrong chalice for donovan to drink listen elsa is a shady bitch i don't trust her okay even though she tricked the the leader, Donovan, I still don't trust her. I don't trust her as far as I can throw right. her. I, I, she just rubs me wrong. Yeah. I don't know what side she's on. The Nazis. Well, she's just like, yeah. she's she's trying to prove that she's there for the Grail and not because of the Nazis. It's just the Nazis were the way to get to the Grail, but the Nazis were your way to the her. Grail. <laughs> Like, mm-hmm. You could have chose a different path, my right. dude. You could have chose a kinder, less hateful path. Right. Full of with indie. <laughs> On your own. Oh, okay. Oh no. You sound the same to me. I don't know about Tom. Yeah. We are not having a good technical day today, are we, friends? We did have fast facts, though. That's good. Oh, my God. It went perfect. Good. I'm glad to hear. Yeah. The first time in, like, two weeks we've had a show with no issues. (laughs) Dan, is it helpful if we talk, or do you want us to stop? Okay. Oh, that sucks. Are you just going to do a straight-up normalize? Oh. Oh, cool. Yeah. Anyway, um, so Elsa, Nazi, picks the wrong chalice. Donovan dies. Andy, not 
Z. Uh, yep. Picks the right chalice. It's the you know the plain ones, not Which the one chal- with the, the cup of a shit. carpenter. Yeah. Obviously, I mean. They did not have gems and jewels back then when, like I said, Jesus was dining with the bros. Yeah. If they did, you were it's extremely also wealthy. like one of these grails is not like the other. Yeah. Yeah, you pick the one that's different. Pick the one that's different. Because you them- have no idea. So pick the one that's different. Yeah. yeah. So Indy drinks it. He doesn't die. He brings it out to his dad. It heals his dad. And then the cave begins to collapse. Because uh, well, she gets... Because, yeah. Yeah, over ambitious. Yeah, Elsa, selfish. the Nazi. You could say it. It's safe. <laughs> selfish. She she ignores the knight and tries to take the grail, and it causes the temple to collapse. As it's falling, Elsa tries to grab it. Indy tries to save her. She tries to go for the chalice instead of being saved. So she dies falling into a pit. And then the same thing almost happens to Indy, but then his dad calls him Indiana for the first time instead of calling him Junior. Snaps him back to his senses, and they go back, and they're survived. They saved the day. They're alive, and apparently alive forever. And then they ride off into the sunset. The end. I mean, alive forever, but then we see Crystal Skull. My man's is still aging, you know what yeah. I mean? So whatever, whatever happened, maybe didn't happen. We don't That's know. why I'm excited well, to rewatch the beginning, at least the beginning of Crystal Skull. Is because uh-huh. two of the people who drank from the cup are dead now. <laughs> Wait, is Sean Connery dead? In the, mo- in, in the movie, I mean, in real life, he is dead, but also in the in Last in Crusade, Crystal he's already Skull, dead. He died. Oh, rip and rip! I didn't know that. Yeah, you'll see at the beginning. It's it's very expositional Again, at the beginning. Yeah, it's been so long. However, Crystal Skull is the one that I have the clearest memory of. Again, I have a story. It's not that exciting, but I'll tell you about it when we get there. Okay. I'm, like, uh, hyping it up. It's literally nothing. So that's Last Crusade. Woo! Woo! Thoughts, Tom. Good. <laughs> is that your only thought, Tom? No, it's it's a very fun movie. It The pace is, in, is much better than the other two. Um, just things keep happening. I remember... When I was watching it, I watched it this morning and I was like, I was halfway through and I'm like, there's still so much that happens in this movie in the second half. And it's like, like I'm, I was, I was surprised it fit in like the second hour. Um, yeah. Just there's, it's a very action packed film. There's a lot of memorable scenes. There's a lot of memorable quotes. Um, as much as I love the fact that Sala and Marcus are, a he- have a heck of a lot more screen time. Um, I think I would have enjoyed m- a little more from the villains. So like maybe a little more screen time, maybe a little more why I hate these people. Um, mm-hmm. cause they're kind of all just like, we just want the grail. Like, like, and, and we really only see them around Indy. Whereas in like Raiders, they're a lot more sinister and they do a lot more things to like build their character. But just one yeah. of more character building in this movie. There's more action than character building. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Anna. Um, you know, I, I like this movie. 
However, I really struggle with movies that are over a tight 90, and I feel so guilty saying that. Um, I, you know, I just have a short attention span with movies sometimes. I do. This is the longest of the three. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I like it. I do agree, Tom. I think it does have good pacing. I think it's a lot smoother than... Um, it definitely felt shorter than Temple of Doom. <laughs> I'll say that much. But I think... I'm going to be classic. I think after having rewatched these three so far, I think I like the first one the best just because for me, it moves the smoothest. The story is the most put together and makes the most sense to me. Um, this story's good, but again, there are some parts of it that I'm still kind of like, well, what about this? Like, like I said, with the Holy Grail situation with mm -hmm. how it heals them, but then they leave. Does Are they still healed? Um, so I guess like I like it. I struggle with long movies. I, Sorry, Tom. It's just fine for me. Like, again, if I was going to reach for an Indiana Jones movie, I'd probably reach for the first one. Oh, I would, too. Um, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Unless, you know, you ask me again in, like, five, ten years, then I probably will say Temple of Doom again <laughs> and then eat my words promptly afterwards. But this one, I mean, like I said, this is the one I'd seen the least amount of times so far. Um yeah, I don't have any strong, strong opinions about it. Sorry. It's kind of a bland answer, but how about you, Dan? Um, I like it. I think it's fun. It's definitely the silliest of the three. Yeah. Yes. For sure. They're 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 just they're just going out there. They're just having a good time. They're just, just vibing. Just vibing, yeah. Um I like that it's not like it doesn't take itself all that seriously. No. There, there, there are there are quips without it being too quippy, too jokey. Mm -hmm. There's still the, the good action and everything, but and it's all within character. It's not like they're breaking the context of the situation they're in while they're doing it. Um, There's a lot of good one-liners in this movie too. I feel like. Yeah, yeah. Overall, I just think it's I think it's fun. I don't really have much else to say. I like it better than Temple of Doom, oh, but I also yeah. I, I I enjoy sunburn more than temple of doom <laughs> i think okay that's, that's a little, a little too strong that's a okay fine uh, light burn come on you don't sun like tan. sun surprise snake surprise <laughs> i think i called it sun surprise my bad. what is nice i think this movie works because raiders exists so uh -huh. we already yes. have the world building so they feel this feels a lot more relaxed mm -hmm. and a lot more like okay we can we can be a little quippy or we can be a little like we've already established the th like three of the four main characters um, and they're all doing stuff together. So there's clearly some camaraderie. Um, whereas in Raiders, it's like Indy and Marion and it's all tense the entire time. Or yeah, so there is a tension there. Uh, so, and that's just that kind of the, the theme of the movie. Whereas this, it's like, well, he's with his dad and Marcus and Sala, most of the movie. Mm -hmm. And they're, just quipping back and forth yeah, i think it, it feels oh, like a season two yes yeah like to kind of piggyback off of that i feel like this is everything that they should have done with the characters in temple of doom i know mm -hmm. that this is like that's supposed to be a prequel yeah. but i think throwing the prequel idea out the window and just including the characters we already know and love would have been a much smarter and um safer route yeah. mm -hmm. for that movie i mean you could still have done a lot with the story i know that's not the movie we're talking about but 
you know, just in the same vein, I think it would just be easier you're, to... You're saying you should make a trilogy and include things that cross over between the movies? I know. Crazy, right? The Indiana Jones cinematic universe. It's like I've watched a movie in my life. <laughs> Whoa! Whoa! Um, this is also a movie that was not written by two men going through divorce. <laughs> time, I'm which so is happy for them. This, this, feels like a, this feels like a movie written by two men who have gotten over their divorces and are now freely single and on the dating scene. Yeah. Spielberg was already dating Kate Capshaw. Yeah. So he was happy. Yeah. He's in a better place. George Lucas, They're in the honeymoon phase. <laughs> yeah. So George Lucas kind of strikes me as a he's dislikes women forever kind of guy. He's married. I mean, the man basically yes, made and? Star Wars and then made that the rest of his career. Ah. Well. Merchandising Mr. rights. Lucas. Always get I the mean, merchandising rights. Anything I say about him, he's going to wipe his tears with a $100 bill. So what does he care? <laughs> yeah. Uh, he's worth $7 billion. <laughs> Wish that was me. That's so much more than I expected. Yeah, I don't know what I thought, but it was not going to wow. be so much. $9.29 billion. Okay, wow. so he's wiping his tears with a non-existent $1,000 bill is what I'm hearing. Yeah. How much is like Spielberg worth? Not that much. No. He doesn't have merchandising. Right. And because think about it, George Lucas sold all his stuff to Disney and Disney is going to pay a pretty penny for something nice like Star Wars. Yeah, they have the I, money to spend it. I would have twisted them for as much as I could have gotten, which I'm sure he did. Well, it took him a lot. Oh. It took a lot of convincing to buy. Spielberg is worth seven point six billion dollars. Oh, so he's yeah. not far behind. Yeah. Oh, my God. Well, I was gonna... They take their twin yachts oh. out and last. Spielberg has DreamWorks. Yeah. Oh, he owns he it. He started. He, owns, it. he yeah. founded it. Oh, so he owns Shrek? He does own Shrek. Yeah. That's kind of fun to think about. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's it's like Lucas has the quality over quantity. and But, I mean, uh, I like Spielberg's movies. Star Wars is I getting think Spielberg's to be... quality and quantity I, I guess, are better. I, well, I guess quality isn't the right word. Just money. Like, Star yeah. Wars is bigger than anything <laughs> that Spielberg's done. Yeah. Um, I feel like... Um, Spielberg has a lot more classic, cult classic movies, whereas George Lucas like has Star more Wars. trilogies. <laughs> I, don't think I wouldn't even say that's a cult classic, though. That's just a classic. I don't think classic. you can call any of Spielberg's movies cult Fine. classics. I was referring they are, specifically. They are popcorn movies. <laughs> They're hit. They hang are. on, hang on, hang on. Are you talking about The Terminal? No. Oh, I love The Terminal. Oh, never mind, never mind. I can't go forward with what I was going to say. As it was not directed by Steven Spielberg. What movie are you talking about? Jaws 3D. Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> Jaws was directed by Steven Spielberg. Correct. He has all of Jaws. the iconic movies. When you think of the word movie, a lot yeah, of people think, think of, of most of Steven Spielberg's work. <laughs> yeah, Spielberg like and Bridge John of Spies, <laughs> Ready Player the One, The Terminal, Duel. Splash. Didn't he do AI artificial intelligence? He did. Him and Kubrick. Ugh, I don't like Stanley Kubrick. He leaves a just a not good taste in my mouth when I think about him. Anyway, some trivia about Last <laughs> Crusade. Um, Harrison Ford was a life scout, just like Indy in the movie is, which is the level right before Eagle Scout. Oh, I was going to ask you, is like a Life Scout? Is that like an off-brand Boy Scout? Got it. Okay, got it. This is Spielberg's favorite indie movie. 
It sounds uh, like he had the most fun making it. Yeah. He was definitely the least grumpy making this movie, sounds like. Um, in 2013, they found a tomb uh, of King Richard III. Mm-hmm. Wait, is that the one that was under a parking lot? Yeah. Yes, I recall this day. In the movie, they were looking for the tomb of Sir Richard, which they found underneath a building. Very interesting. Mm. Um, was it Harrison Ford? No, it was in in Aldi, I think. That's the other thing I was thinking about. Was like, how deep are they under Venice? Because at some point you're going to hit water. Yeah, could be that deep. Maybe the basement was built up. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> Harrison Ford personally lobbied to cast River Phoenix because he had worked with him before, and he said he was the best child actor he had worked with. It worked. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, he was wonderful. He was not even a child at this point. He was 19, wasn't he? Gage told me he was 19. Yeah. I would also... That's a whole adult. I would also say there's a lot of characters in this movie we don't have names for, <clears throat> particularly in the beginning, and it still really works. Mm-hmm. And that's usually, at least for me, is another like good sign of a good movie is when you don't need to worry about people's names and unnecessary yeah. information about them mm-hmm. yeah um allison duty who plays elsa schneider she was 22 when Holy she was cow. cast her character is supposed to be in their 30s she's closer in age to river phoenix than she was to to harrison, harrison ford. ford yeah 27 year age gap wow uh, she looks old for her age I'll say that much. Mm-hmm. Like she looked wow. Like a correct age, but wowie zowie, 22. In an early draft of the movie, the man that Indiana Jones models his entire personality after was supposed to be Marion Ravenwood's dad, Abner Ravenwood. No. No. Yeah. That's something they uh, should have done in the second movie. Thank you, Tom. Yes. There are a lot of what could have been because the script was rewritten rewritten like 18 times or something nice i'm surprised uh, that it was as good after 18 revisions yeah well they just keep kept bringing in different writers until they got a script that they liked basically okay and then they got like somebody to revise the dialogue and stuff like that um and then ronald lacy who played tote tot in raiders of the lost ark um appears as heinrich himmler in the book burning scene um, and then Michael Sheard, who plays Hitler, was the U-boat captain in Raiders of the Lost Ark. Oh. Mm. And then Pat Roach, who was a heavy in the last two movies, um, also appears. He was the guy, I think, no, he was not the guy that gets cut up by the plane, but he just was a big brooding guy mm. in the past two movies. And that's all the trivia that I have. I did notice a lot of Indiana Jones trope is let's put Indy on a vehicle with a giant spinny blade and almost <laughs> have him die. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I guess I have two questions for you. Oh, boy. Three. I have one additional one. Whoa. There's questions three. Tom, yes. who's your favorite? I've, I forgot who your favorite actor. Thomas Hanks. 
Tom Hanks. Better or worse of the same, Tom Hanks as the man that Indy meets as a child. Ooh. Which which man? The guy... The fedora man. 1989 Tom Hanks as that guy. 89 Tom Hanks? No. Yeah. Absolutely not. Okay. 89 um, Tom Hanks' butt. Ooh. That's Splanch Tom Hanks. <laughs> that is Splanch Tom Hanks. Like Hot. This movie is lighthearted enough that he could have a role somewhere. Mm-hmm. Um, I just can't really imagine somewhere. Maybe, I don't know if he could do a Nazi. No, um, I don't no. think he could. Yeah. Yeah, I don't really see a role for him. Maybe somewhere in the beginning where he's like, I don't know. Maybe one of the side goons at the very beginning. Big role for Tom Hanks there. (laughs) Side goon. Side goon. Anna, better or worse than the same, JTT as young Indiana Jones. Ooh. Ooh. I think he could have pulled it off, but mm-hmm. he would have had to be younger than they wanted Indiana Jones to be in that scene. He would have been just like because three. <laughs> let's, yeah. let's imagine it's 15-year-old JT. That's what I was imagining yeah. him at like 15. Well, what year did they make this movie? 85? Yeah, he would have been 89. Too li- 89? Yeah. Home yeah, he would have been way too little. 91. Thank you, Dan. That's actually what I was going off of. <laughs> um... Yeah, no, I definitely think if we were taking time traveling a like 15 or 16 year old JTT, I think it would have been good, but I think River Phoenix was the way to go. I also think that just based off of looks alone, JTT and Harrison Ford don't look the same at all. No, like I can't believe that River Phoenix grew up to be Harrison Ford. Can't really believe that JTT had such a big growth spurt that he became <laughs> Harrison Ford. Fair. Um, better or worse of the same Jimmy Stewart as the old knight dude in the Ooh. temple. Better. Absolutely I think that would better. be amazing. Jimmy Stewart, even in his old age, good at physical comedy. Yeah. Lifting the sword up and falling backwards. Gold. Yeah. There would have had to be people dressed in green screen to catch him. Yeah. To guide him down. God, could you imagine his voice doing that night? Yeah. <laughs> You're here for the challenge. Okay. Um, he chose poorly. Yeah. <laughs> oh, God. He chose correctly, see? <laughs> um, I was going to... I The reason I said that I had an extra question is because normally it's the end of the trilogy I'd ask the question. But we're not done yet. We have another movie to talk about, so I'm not going to ask which one you like the best. I will ask, though, scale of one to five little rat baby boys that it, that Anna cares so much about Ractors. the rats. Yeah, the Ractors. The what do you give this movie? Tom. I give it four rat Rackers. Ractors. Ractors. Four. Anna? I give it three. Very middle of the road for me. I give three it rat f- boys. I give it four. Four mm. little rat boys. <laughs> Four rat boys. Squeak, squeak. Uh, so that's it for Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade. We will be back next week for Indiana Jones and the Kingdom of the Crystal Skull, despite what <laughs> <laughs> any hopes or dreams that we have had. 
Um, if you like the show and you want to support us, you can follow us on social media on Facebook and Twitter at and in conclusion on Instagram at in conclusion podcast on Patreon. You can support us financially patreon.com slash in conclusion. Uh, if you want to find me online, I'm on Twitter at Dan O'Keefe 86 and on my website, Dan dash O'Keefe.com slash blog. Tom, it's your time. Oh boy. Uh, you can play Fast Facts Live every Wednesday night at 9, 8 central at fastfactslive.com. Fun trivia. It's only about an hour and you get to hear Dan's voice again. Uh, or today it was 40 minutes because yeah, I was stressed. Tight 40. Oh, no. Uh, <laughs> I kept saying, like, we're going real quick. And he's like, yeah, I know. <laughs> at one point, I just went all gas, no brakes. We'll keep going. Oh, God, I would have been stressed. Usually I'm the one who has to put in my answers, and everybody yells at me for my spelling and how fast I'm doing it. And if I put in an answer, then they change their mind, Dan. That would have been too much. <laughs> anyway, that's very fun. And then the rest of my stuff's at TomHillmeyer.com or at TomHillmeyer on socials. Anna, where can they find you? Hello. You can find me on Instagram at AutoMissPrime818, or you can find me on Twitter at AutobotsRollOut, capital O for auto, capital B for bots, capital R for roll, and the O in roll, and the O in out are zeros. We will be back next week for Indiana Jones and the Kingdom of the Crystal Skull. In the meantime, everybody stay safe, have fun, and get vaccinated. Bye-bye. Bye. A plane is passing by. Oh no, Harrison crashed into Hollywood Boulevard! (laughs) No! All of the uh, people that interviewed me in Maine were like, why do you want to move here? And I had to fight the urge to be like, because I love Stephen King.